it is Adam. We had the opportunity to talk with Blue House over Zoom video. Blue House, born and raised in Argentina. He talked to us about that and how he got into music. He got his first guitar at five years old, but didn't really, really hone in on scales and trying to learn solos and different uh, really technical aspects of guitar until he was 17 years old. He talked to us about how he had the opportunity to go to England and meet Jimmy Page. He ended up going to Berklee School of Music. He had the chance to perform for Jimmy Page at Berklee College of Music. His band, Stone Giants, and how they performed at Lollapalooza and different festivals throughout South America. To his solo project that he just released and what he had going on during the past year and a half over the course of this pandemic. You can watch our interview with Blue House on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Blue House. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and you. how you got to where you are now. Sounds amazing. Thank you for the call, Adam. Oh, yeah. No, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. So originally from Argentina. I'm originally from Argentina, yes. Talk I, to me about I that. Argentina. Yeah. I mean, I always been coming to the U.S. since a very early age. I have family in the U.S. I lived in the U.S. for already been here for more than 12 years. Oh, wow. But I, yeah. I'm very connected to the culture here, to the music, you know, to the British rock and roll. Um, but yes, I was born in Argentina and I lived there most of my life till I was like 18. Oh, at 18 is when you moved to where'd you I went, Miami? No, I actually started, uh, my journey in Boston. I, I went to oh, Berkeley, Berkeley okay. music. then I moved to New York city. I did two years there. Now I've been three years in Miami and looks like the next step is Los Angeles. Okay. Okay, yeah. so in, in, in all the cities, Boston, New York, Miami, and there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. obviously, um, huge and I mean, super talented, uh, not yeah. only by your music I've heard, but uh, going to Berkeley. So how did you get into music originally? Um, it's always been there, you know. It's always been, for me, it's two, two major passions, football, which is soccer, Mm -hmm. and and music those two were have always been there with me as a kid as a teenager and it was basically going to be one of those okay you know, i was very into soccer when i was a kid i was almost going for it and at one point in my teenage years i discovered led zeppelin and guns and roses and Jimi hendrix and pink uh -oh. Floyd, you know because from 13 and down it was green day britney spears Backstreet Boys, The Offspring, you remember yeah, of course, time, sure. Right? But then then something happened and I listened to these guys and I started taking like my guitar playing more serious and I started taking blues lessons and I started playing live and something happened there. Just the spirituality of it just made me say, okay, it's not this soccer. This is it, not soccer anymore? Yeah. So guitar was the first instrument you learned? Yes, yes. Okay. The, the the vocals it, it was just out of out of consequence, out of because I, I was never like planning to to sing, you know. My idea has, has always been that kind of like Led Zeppelin 
formation with the singer and me and the guitarist in the back, mm -hmm. you know. But at one point with this other band, Stone Giant, that I had that I formed in Berkeley before Blue House, mm -hmm. we had another singer and then he left. And it was basically like either we split up or you start singing. <laughs> so I said, OK, let's sing. So I just threw myself out there. I completely destroyed my voice until I, you just get to the point that you understand how, how to make it happen, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you learned guitar? Um, I mean, I've played since I'm like five, but to, to, oh, wow. to really, really study, like understand what I was doing, probably at 17, I started. But you started at five. Wow. I started at five. And of course, I the guitar at five. My, my father. Okay. Was he a guitar player? No, no, he's a banker. <laughs> oh, just yeah. thought you would enjoy it or uh, yeah. what was the inspiration? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how, how, how it started, um, but it was only at 17 that I really went and studied and learned the scales, learned what I was doing, the harmony, um, started getting Hendrix under my fingers. So I would say that at 17 is when I completely started i'm 31 now so probably a few years yeah but wow i mean 17 and you moved to berkeley at 18 so you only had like a year of like really learning skills I, I moved and learning. like around there 18 19 uh, um but yeah i mean i already had it in my fingers from all the years it was just sitting down and study and, and like understand what was going on to be able to improvise, to be able to write, to be able to, to play a Led Zeppelin song and understand what's going on instead of just, just learning the, the songs. Right. Because I, it's very important to know what you're doing. I, I saw an interview, uh, I think guitar center does to John Mayer and he explains that it's like, look, you can learn the riff of vultures by memory, but you're learning vultures. You're not learning music. If you, right. learn, if you learn where that vultures thing is coming from, then you can grab and steal from me. That's what he says. Because you'll <laughs> understand what I'm doing and you'll be able to improvise and, and take that idea and make it into your own. Apart, you know, versus, okay, let's learn the slash solo note by note. But don't ask me to improvise. Don't ask me to do anything because I just know it by heart. I don't know where that is coming from. Mm -hmm. So once you start studying um, why, why and, and yeah. hey, I really like that riff. Okay, understand where that's coming from and why do you like it and how can you like play more from it, you know? Uh -huh. Was uh, John Mayer a big influence on you? And like, is that why you went to Berkeley or no? No, I became, um, I got into John May, there was one key moment that I earned, not earned, that, that I, um, I found a lot of respect for John Mayer was I saw the DVD he does in this concert in California called Where the Light Is. Okay. And he does three sets. He comes out acoustic, then he comes out with a trio, and then he comes out with the full band. So it's like three artists in one show. Wow. And there I said, okay, this guy knows what he's doing because he just went from the pop acoustic stuff to the trio blues, Jimi Hendrix covers to the, to his original set. And I actually met John Mayer in Berkeley the first semester he came to one of our, our classes and he did a talk 
because wow. I had a, that's yeah. pretty that's incredible yeah he showed I, up to what your guitar yeah, he just class showed up and did like a like a huge seminar for 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 berkeley students and he just kind of talked to, about his experience uh, and i had the same lyric uh teacher that he had and and he told us the story that 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 song my buddy's a wonderland he wrote it for for class for like a project and and then it ended up yes. becoming, becoming one of his hits. huge hit yeah wow yeah. i didn't realize yeah. that was a song you wrote for at school yeah yeah that's 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 what i've heard yeah that's cool that's so cool. well okay well tell me about getting to berkeley's so you're in argentina mm -hmm. you're playing guitar how do you make the jump all the way to Boston, get yeah. into Berkeley School of Music. Yeah. Like, okay, obviously so, you knew about Berkeley while living yes, in Yes, kind of, yes. Okay. Yes, I mean, I, like I said, I've always been very in touch with the US. I went to an American school in Argentina. So okay. basically my classes were in English and they prepare you to, to go. Uh, you said you have family in, in the States. Are, yeah, my is, brother was born in San Francisco. Okay. I have family in Washington. My family's, everybody's here now. So, so you, you're, you're, you always knew your family always knew they were going to come back to the States or like, how come they put you in an Americanized school? I don't know. It just oh. happened. It just, <laughs> it just happened. happened. And yes, like I said, we've always been, <laughs> you know, I think, I think my, my, my dad was working in San Francisco at, okay. at, at the Bank of America before I was born and they transferred him to Argentina three months before I was born. So so that's how I ended up there. Okay. Is he Argentinian or is he from Argentina or no? He's from Uruguay. Oh, wow. Yeah, my so, family's like the United Nations. <laughs> that's crazy. So neither yeah. your parents were from there and then they end up moving there and then you're born and raised. Mm-hmm. How crazy. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, okay. So you're going so, so so yeah, to talk I, about uh, Berkeley. How do you, how do you, how yeah, do you get so, on your radar? So like I said, I went to American school, so I was very in touch with like the possibility of going there. But to be honest, during my high school years, I was very, like I said, into soccer. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like see if I can make this a thing, you know? Sure. Um, but then when I started taking the classes and everything, I formed a band in Argentina, which was called Blue House. Really? Same was, spelling, like, everything? Without, uh, at the end, it was an S instead of a Z. Z, okay. Right? But that was my first like actual band that made me want to dedicate my life to music. So, so I stayed there and then we split up and everybody, I already had a lot of friends at, at Harvard or at BU and because all my friends who studied with me went to the U S and I just, kinda, I just kind of stayed playing rock and roll in Argentina instead of going there. So, so when I split up with the band, I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to Berkeley. And, and that's the only school I applied to. There was no plan B. I like really started studying in Argentina, like very, like really getting myself prepared. And I took a trip to Boston. I auditioned and I got in. I, I knew I got in after the audition. You know, you, you have that feeling, you know, when you did when when you did your thing. So you knew you crushed it. I remember at one point because you come in and you play a piece. And then they ask you like scales so, and read something you wrote or just I play something I wrote, but you can play anything that just showcases you. It's kind of okay. like the, like the audition part, like American Idol kind of situation. Right, right. right. Okay. That's very important. If I nail that, but then I don't know how to read music, who cares? They'll teach me the music. They just want to see that there's 
something that they can work with that right. material. And I remember just kind of like playing my thing and I started doing this solo and I kind of looked up and I looked up and the two teachers went like, like, okay. And there I said, okay, I mean, and I just uh, kind of like rolled with, you know. Then you smashed the guitar. Then I smashed the guitar. Uh, and yeah, I got in. And I'm wow. Like, okay. So then you moved to Berkeley, moved to, moved to uh, Boston. You're going to Berkeley. Then I moved to Berkeley. Yeah. And then how do you meet Jimmy Page? Well, Jimmy comes before that. Oh, Jimmy Page was before this. Okay. So Jimmy Page. Where does he before. fall in the story? Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy okay. to me. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll tell you the, the, the raw story. I mean, during that, those teenage years in Argentina, I, I, w- I met someone that I was dating at the moment and I dated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were four months into the relationship and I was like really getting into, it was really the time that I was like actually getting into Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix and everybody. Mm-hmm. So I found out that the girlfriend that I had at that moment was her uncle is Jimmy Page. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. A girl that came to my, to my school. I had no idea. So it's like, how did I end up in that situation? Right. Um, yeah. What, a, what are the odds of that? What That's so odds? crazy. What that is so crazy. Absolutely crazy. Because it was, it's exactly in the moment that I was like really getting into it. So at 19, I said, I'm going to London. You know, I have this opportunity. I'm going to London. Um, so I went to London 10 days when I was 19. And I, um, I met him. I met his family. I talked to him. I, I, I was playing guitar, you know, and he was like looking at me play and then talking to me. And then he took me to the airport and we talked for like an hour. So Whoa. there was like a complete story before Berkeley. And that's why it was possible to do the Berkeley thing because Berkeley brings artists and they give them the honorary doctorate. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an award or like a doctorate, you know, and right. they do a ceremony and they do a, con- a big concert for like 10,000 people at the Boston university arena. And sometimes they ask the artists if they want to play, but sometimes the students end up asking. So basically I informed Berkeley of this connection that I had and that it would be cool to approach him and invite him, but very naive, very like, and I'm going to tell you something that I, that I probably, I shouldn't be telling you when I met up with the Berkeley, uh, Berkeley people, they said, well, we didn't know you had this connection. We are already talking to Paul McCartney. And I said, um, Carl, that was the name of the, of the person, Carl, let's just bring everyone. Do like a like a super night. Paul McCartney meets Jimmy Page, you know. Yeah, that'd be insane. And he's like, "We would love to, but it's just like two very big artists. How how can you like give recognition to both in one night? It's like they both deserve their night." Mm-hmm. So, looks like that didn't go through, you know, and they ended up calling I, we ended up making the connection and i was on vacation and they and i just got a call like hey he's coming and i was like what <laughs> oh like, jimmy page yeah yeah it's like what hey i don't know paul mccartney did he just no apparently no 
he didn't come or he was busy or who, who knows. I don't He's know. He's like, my hundred hits will speak for my doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So it was like, it was either bringing him that year or the next year, but okay, that, that happened. I remember after that, it was an amazing show, amazing concert. Everybody was like super happy. And then I went to a meeting with some people that were going to take us to Lollapalooza, Argentina after that concert. And the guy introduced me to some people and he's like, here's the guy who ruined commencement forever. Because it's like, we won't top that ever again. Oh, sure. Who are we bringing next? (laughs) We got to bring like David Gilmore or right someone to top that you know yeah so uh, that's yeah, funny was... wow so did you end up uh meeting up with him then uh, when he came to berkeley yes but very very short my my okay. involvement was very like in the organization i ended up kind of like directing the music part too i chose the players there's videos on youtube if you, if you put like berkeley jimmy page berkeley mm-hmm Led Zeppelin or, or, or Stone Giant, the, which was the name of my band. Uh, and then we did a song called The Ocean. Yeah, uh, you did that with him? Not with him. Oh. But he was in the fourth row. He, he just came to, 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 to see and relax and enjoy the ceremony. He didn't. Oh, want to, he, didn't pl- he didn't perform. He didn't perform, which that kind of like opened up my opportunity because I became the Jimmy Page of the night, you know? So I took oh. all the solos. I played like most of the songs. Was that terrifying? It was the best experience I've felt until today. Really? To be, yeah. Until I met, talking with me, I get it. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> until we're, we're talking it to now. No, but I mean, like, like how you feel on stage, right? You know, um, and it was just amazing. We, I really prepared myself. For that show, I probably practiced the Stereo to Seven, Stereo to Seven, Stereo to Heaven solo, probably like four months every single day, you know. So I was I was ready when that. You're prepared. Came. I was prepared. And, and then your and band, Stone Giant, what played the whole ceremony? No, we they only they only joined for the ocean, but uh, I played with other students as well, uh, other couple of songs. But it was fun, man. We 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 had a, there was a bar across the the stadium, and we had a few tequilas, and then we went to play, and it was just out of body experience, you know. Like I was like really playing and really feeling it, you know. You could see Jimmy in the fourth row, and there were ten thousand people watching. You know, it was the first time I've ever played for ten thousand people. I remember we started the show with uh, "Good Times, Bad Times," and when that song ended, the whole stadium just like. And I had never, I've never experienced what, what, how it feels to have 10,000 people. Yes. You match you. Yeah. It was like, you know, you feel it. Sure. Wow. Okay. So yeah. after that experience, you end up going to Berkeley and from Berkeley, what, where, what leads you next? Like, where's your next? Yeah. Path? So, I mean, I went to Berkeley to really with the idea of, of forming a band, okay. you know, and I actually met the keyboard player of Stone Giant. His name is Joao. He, he's playing with the son of, of John Lennon now. He's the keyboard player of, oh, of Sean uh, Lennon. Sean and, Lennon. He's, and he's about to tour with Mastodon too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, when we split up with Stone Giant, he met, he met Sean Lennon in a bar 
show and they really hit it off. And he's an amazing keyboard player. He's just like one of the best, if not the best rock keyboard player in Berkeley. Okay. When I was there. Um, so we met up the first week that I ever went to Berkeley and we started, hey, let's form a band. We both like the same things. And we had a bunch of different drummers and musicians and still we find we found the team and like we really consolidated ourselves as like the rock band of Berkeley. We, we would play everywhere. People would knew would know us. They come to the shows. We did parties. It was like like a great movement. And then the next step was moving with Stone Giant to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we did the album, we recorded the album in New Jersey and in Abbey Road. That's where we finished it. Wow, you got a chance to record it. I went Road. to I went to master the album at Abbey Road, and what I could. What was that like? You you can just send the the files uh-huh. and have them back, but I'm like I I want to be there. Right, of course. I went with my manager at the moment, Nico, and and we just because we knew the 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 mastering executive that that handles the things. It was a friend of us, so he he got us in, and uh, it was great. I mean, I, the, 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 the studio two from the Beatles, I was there, you know, the studio one where they do star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, a, I mean, I remember signing in and, and, and like 10 minutes before it said, signed out like Ronnie Wood, you know, like, like those people just come, it's come just, in and out of there. Yeah. Just come Whoa. in and out, you know, or I, I heard, I heard um, that, if you're there, like if you're like somebody I, I talked to recorded there and they were like outside on a smoke break or something uh-huh. and people like that are just walking up and down the street, like tourists and stuff. will just assume that you're like, assume some, you're someone, of course, someone and like, we'll take pictures of you and stuff just because yeah. you're there at the studio. Yeah. Yeah. No. And everybody hangs out there. There's like a bar and a patio and you go out and you have a smoke, you have a beer. And like, I remember seeing the, the son of, of George Martin, for example. Wow. He was there. Uh, other bands were there. That's crazy. So, yeah, we finished that album. We moved to New York City. Okay. And then that's when we got into Lollapalooza, Argentina, and Chile in 2016. Your band that played? Was, uh, yeah, we played that. We traveled to play. Uh, that was when uh, Eminem played, Tammy Pala played, Alabama Shakes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so you get to meet all these bands and, and, and hang out with them backstage. Um, some of those bands already like knew our music because of like looking at the, at the lineup, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And from there, it just became a domino effect, a butterfly effect. Like we did a good show and then they kept inviting us to like a bunch of huge festivals in Argentina and Chile. And then we came back to New York City and we did a couple more shows. And that's it. The last big show we d- we've done was at the end of 2017. We played a festival in Argentina called the Bue. Mm-hmm. Gorillas was there. Arcade Fire was there. Oh, okay. I remember, actually remember seeing this lineup from Argentina. Yeah, from Argentina. Exactly. Actually, I knew uh, I knew people that went to it. Actually, Kevin Parker versus Mark Ronson played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, we were we were in that. We were. Didn't in, it like? Wasn't there like a bad storm that happened? Was, yeah, the day that gorillas played, there was a bad storm. Yeah, didn't they get? Did they get shut down or something, something like that? I, I I played the first day, and when that happened, I was already playing another festival in Chile. But okay, I yeah, happened. I remember something happening because um, the people I knew that went, they were like super stoked to see gorillas, 
yeah. and something happened where it was like pouring rain and like yeah, super windy or something. Right. And yeah, they ended up not yeah, being able to play. So that's the, that's the, I mean, so we were like on our way to become this big band, you know, especially, especially in Argentina, like we were already in the lineups with, with this band. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you feel good. I mean, you feel like you, you're, you're part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened? Did you, does the band kind of, and then we came back, and- then we came back, the bass player left the band, um, for some reason, for family things and just personal things, I ended up moving to Miami until it, things just kind of like died out and, and, mm-hmm. and I got tired of it and, and I just kind of like wanted a new, a new vibe. So that's when I decided to, to go solo and just start writing in 2019 to start writing my album. So, right. I, could like, so I could like continue this Stone Giant path, but more like on my own. You know, the style of music that I do now is like a bit more bluesy, mm-hmm. a bit more classic rock. The other with Stone Giant is like very hard rock, psychedelic sometimes. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess things happen for a reason. And I feel like more more myself now, I guess, mm-hmm. with the music that I'm playing. And the idea is to continue that path. But this time, don't stop. Don't get off the train. Sure, sure. Was it uh like t- tell me about starting the solo project? So you said that started in the end of 2019. Exactly. So I moved in 2018 to Miami. Okay. I was kind of like, okay, what should I do next? You know, that's when I became a music producer. I also, I also got into music producing. Um, and then at one point, and I'm like, okay, I need to like get back to this artist thing. You know. Mm-hmm. So I started writing. And I started writing demos. I did like 200 demos on my laptop on 2019. Yeah. Like not finished demos with all the lyrics and the melodies and like everything, but maybe a riff or maybe an idea. So out of those 200 demos, I ended up choosing 13 songs, which is what the album is. And then I, Mm -hmm. 2020, I released the first three singles and now the album. So it's been a process of almost, almost two years and a half since I began to like now. Mm-hmm. What was it like, uh, you know, having the pandemic hit pretty quickly after you started the solo project? Yeah. Yeah. I, I released the um, first solo January 10th, okay. which, which the song says, Lord, come down and purify my soul. <laughs> but I didn't intend for him to, to, Come down and take out everything. Come down and purify it for real, you know? <laughs> he took it too serious. Sure. You know? So So you had the song the what the record finished at this point or no? No, no, no. I, I the record I finished it like now, like in May. Okay. But I already had like Purify My Soul done. So I released Purify My Soul in January. And then I released a song called Give It Back in May. Mm-hmm. And we were in absolute pandemic qu- quarantine. So the video that I, that I did was like, I called up like a hundred people or fans or whatever. And they sent me their videos, like singing the song. So we did kind of like a compilation of everybody. That's singing. the only thing you could do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the pandemic has been good for me. I mean, luckily I, I was able to maintain a few jobs you know, do, do some like all, remotely productions, teach online from home, whatever you, 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 
you were doing at that moment mm -hmm. and, and writing and writing and writing and writing. I was writing the whole time. Um, and the record's out now. And the record's out. So. And how about supporting it? Like, are you playing any shows yet or? I haven't played a show for like people yet. The only thing I've done, I just came back from Los Angeles. I went to LA and I did uh, Jam in the Van. You know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah it's, coming, yeah, it's coming out next week, actually. So I did uh, four songs for Jam in the Van and they're also releasing it on the Orange Amps uh, channel. Oh, awesome. Um, so it was it was great. What I was mean, that like? I've met uh, a buddy of mine's band did it. And yeah, I, I just it that yeah, is I always, concert always turn out so good. I always watched the channel on YouTube, you know, and said it yeah. would be cool to play one day. So I got the opportunity. The people are very nice. The spot is very cool. The van is great. And just the energy was very cool. It was the it was one of the first times like really playing my songs live. And and I remember just the feeling of it was amazing. And. Do you have a band with you or are you just playing by yourself? Um, I'm not tied to a band. I know a lot of musicians. Okay. You know, so I can like really rotate or like depending on the situation, on the payment, on the location or whatever. I can call up different musicians that I know are good, that have stage presence, that can handle the situation. But yes, if I had to like now go and play Lollapalooza again, I know who I would call to be. In, to be your backup band. band okay but the bass player goes crazy go home let's call the next one the uh -huh. drummer can't do that show and i want to do it i'll just call another drummer so it's like i do have the the team in my mind but but that's why i became solo so to not depend on anyone so you can yeah change out members without it being much of a de big deal at all exactly yeah. Right on. And so the tiny, you did not tiny desk, but you did the jam in your van. Jam in the van, yeah. That's coming out. And then uh, what else have you? And then, I mean, we've been promoting the album, you know, mm -hmm. got into a few Spotify playlists, um, finishing some videos, planning my move to LA because I feel like <laughs> I just got, have to be there. You know, it's like uh -huh. I was just there and it's just being there just like incentivates your art, your artistry. And, and, and it's just a different scene, you know, in Miami is very Latin, very reggaeton, you know? So it's like, till what point do you have a rock and roll scene here? Mm -hmm. um, not much of a rock and roll scene. There is, but it's, but it's not like a leg, you know, right. it's not like a leg. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to do a few shows, like selective shows in Miami and in, in LA and maybe New York just to present the album this year uh -huh. but the main idea is to start like you know see about touring and opening for bands and festivals probably next year uh -huh. you know sure wow was it pretty exciting to play for the first time especially your yeah songs it was, you I, I, I remember the drummer that i invited and he's the one who recorded the album is the drummer of stone giant that was with me all these years oh cool and we finished the show and i and i like generally told him like man this is this only these four songs for me felt like more like i felt better than all the years we've, we've done with with stone giant really yeah N not to talk shit, you know right it was, right it but still great. i mean that I, must it, be it was just something i was feeling comfortable i wrote all the lyrics i wrote everything so i was like very connected to what was going on uh-huh the songs are like more like you can jam on the songs you know 
Stone Giant, Stone Giant was very like you needed to rehearse a lot of parts, a lot of riffs. It's just a, it's not good or bad. It's just a different experience. Different vibe, yeah, sure. Yeah, so I just felt great. So I'm very excited to see. What's yeah? What's I don't next? know, man. When you when you ask me what my plan is, it's I want it all. <laughs> I don't I know what it. to tell you. It's it. like we'll see. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank let's you so it. much, man, for doing this. I let's have this call again in five years and see. We will, or or sooner, or sooner, three years, three years. <laughs> or sooner, <laughs> or sooner. Yeah. Let's have well, this call in January. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. This has been great. Thank you very much, Adam. Yeah, I have one more question for you before I let you go. Yeah. Ooh, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Advice for aspiring artists. Um, a vision. Have a vision. Have a vision that nobody can touch it. You know? Um, because once you, like, connect yourself to that vision, it doesn't matter if, like you're in a bad place or you're in a good place or you have like supporting people or you have people that are telling you to quit or whatever, you have something that is yours and nobody can touch. And it's that vision and know how you're going to get to that vision, you know, know what you need to do to get there, but have a clear mind of what you want and how you're going to do it. And, and the other thing is consistency. Like, like, like how we were talking about stone giant, what would have, would have happened if after all those festivals, I would have still played? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you keep that consistency going and like you don't get off the train, like we just talked about, I, I feel like eventually the doors open. <laughs>